All right, fellas. Today is a pretty big podcast. I think it's probably two more than anybody ever thought we would get to. Uh, episode three <laughs> of the uh, California Wrestling Girls podcast. Um, we have a special guest today that uh, I don't think anybody was ready for. And we were pretty lucky to have her. And we're actually going to add her on right now. And that's Cheyenne Bowman. So, uh, Mario, while I bring her up, why don't you go ahead and give us a little background on what you know about our California's uh, Fargo National Champ at the cadet level. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I probably don't know as much as some of these Southern California people, but um, I remember her coming onto the scene in, in junior high and beating some uh, well-known California high school state champions um, coming up. So when she was a freshman this year and she was winning all these tournaments and, and you know, doing her thing, I wasn't surprised at all. I, I, I knew it was coming. I'd done seen her a couple of years ago at Freak Show at the original Battle on the Midway, beating some really big name girls. And so, um, yeah, it was, this whole rise to uh, uh, awesomeness is, is really no surprise to me. I saw, I saw the bulldozer coming a long way. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on our very we're good? From, we're from Southern California, so we've been seeing Cheyenne beat up on boys and girls, but mostly boys for the last, I don't know, four or five years at the Pounders, uh, hanging out with Alex and, and Cam and our coaches, you know, other coaches and, and just at these local tournaments, just destroying boys, making them cry. I mean, just imposing her will upon, upon anybody she wrestles, boys or girls, and just, you know, knocking it out. Okay. How you doing, Shy? I'm good. Good. Mind if we call you Shy or Miss Bowman or Champ? I don't know. What do you prefer? That's fine. Okay, Shy is fine. Okay. So I'm, I have you as the main screen right now. We're going to kind of go in order. So it'll be uh, myself and then Josh and then our man Mario. Uh, we're going to kind of go in order and ask questions one at a time. We don't want to overload you. Different things. So first of all, uh, how you feeling getting that Fargo title off your back? Uh, feels good. Um, Cool. Josh, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, some a lot of people are asking, you know, how do you how did you get so good? What are what are your training regimens? How many times a week are you training? Who are you training with? Who are you coached by? That um, kind of stuff. Walk us through it. OK, well, I train during season once a week um, during the summer or off season, like twice a week in the morning and at night. Um, my training partners are. Um, like the pounder kids, like Alex, Fernando, Ronnie, my coaches, Camilo, Ramirez. Awesome. All right, Mario, go ahead. So when when I first kind of saw you uh, kicking everyone's butt throughout middle school and and working your way up to uh, ninth grade, and and people were talking about you, they were like, "Yeah, she's she's an MMA girl." So. What what else, what other stuff do you do besides wrestling? Um, and how does that influence your 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 game on the mat? Um, I used to do MMA when I was younger. I started like when I was five, and I was getting good. And um, my MMA coach, his name's Bruce, uh, he told me if I wanted to get better and stuff, I needed to start wrestling. So it was, I only I was doing MMA and stuff and wrestling at the same time. But then I kind of like grew on wrestling, so I put uh, MMA aside and like just been wrestling since I was like six, six and a half. 
So I don't mean to double up on my question, but um, but I'm going are to. Are you planning on going back into MMA when when college and the Olympics and you're already the 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 world champ? Are are you going to go and, and and get back in the cage? Is that in your future? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. All right. All right, Cheyenne. So what's okay? So they kind of touched base on that. You've been kind of you know on the scene for a minute. Everybody's known who you are. They saw you coming. Um, can you walk us through? the mentality of, of chasing down number one. I mean, you came in, you, uh, you really didn't hesitate. You immediately sought out the competition and, and actually probably the most deepest competition you could think of in Gracie Figueroa. Can you walk us through like what, like how that came about and your mindset in terms of approaching that? Well, um, I've always been taught to chase the competition, like not to back down from anybody. And it's not like, um, I just want to know like where I'm at and like, if I want to be the best and I have to beat the best and it's like, yeah. Josh, go ahead. Mario took my question on the follow-up, but that's all right. Um, so coming into your, you know, freshman year winning state, uh, what, what are your goals beyond high school? I mean, are we talking, I think you might be too young for 2020. I mean, 24 is definitely 2024 is definitely on the radar. Well, um, first, oh, well, first I want to um, compete in the senior level in two years when I'm eligible and try to win that to go to the world team and be like kind of like a, what Pico did. Right. Mario. Awesome. <laughs> so now with the with the upcoming high school season. Um, you're obviously well. You were never a secret to us, but to the rest of the state, you're, it's no longer a secret. Um, now you've got that big target on your back. Uh, what do you What do you do to stay stay hungry? What are you going to do to stay on top and not let these uh, up and coming young bucks take your spot? Just keep working hard and pushing in the wrestling room. Okay, so back to my original question. Uh, you know, when you're chasing Gracie down, I mean, a lot of a lot of girls come in and they and they make a you know, a big splash, you know, especially when you're a freshman phenom, people kind of, you know, you sometimes they, they run the table, you know, and not that they don't look for competition, but maybe they don't know who to go to or who to go after. But you went out there, like I said, you chase the biggest and the baddest, you know, and then that first match doesn't go your way. How do you stay motivated and go after that second match? Like what's going through your mind and what was different between the first match and the second match? Well, the first match I was starstruck. Like, because of her name and stuff. But then um, the second match, well, in between those two matches, I kept pushing harder and training harder because I, I really don't like losing. And it's no, like, and then the second match, I just went out there and was like, well, I trained hard for this and I, I know what, like, I'm capable of doing and stuff. All right, Josh, go ahead. Diane, is there anybody in in the nationally ranked girls or girls that you know of that that really somebody you'd like to wrestle? Or I mean, is there is there somebody in your in your mind, or do you not care? Do you just want to wrestle anybody? What's what's your mindset? Um, whoever is the best, I really don't care. Like, I don't really want to call. Like, I don't have anybody to call out. I just want to wrestle the best. Awesome. All right, Mario. Good. So, 
Now I know we have the high school season coming up. What's your what, what your what's your next international uh, tournament you have your eye on? Mm. I'm not. Mm. I'm just gonna focus on like high school season and like just keep getting better and improving. Cool. Okay. All right. So Cheyenne, you said right now like you're willing to take wrestle anybody, you know, the best of the best. It's evident that if you're calling out a world medalist, you know, and, and a girl with Ray Gracie's credentials, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll, you're one of the few girls that are wrestlers in general. I shouldn't say girls. One of the few wrestlers in general who truly means it. bring it wherever you are. So with that being said, what's that, um, you know, there's always, there's always that, um, that size advantage, you know? So what, how far down are you willing to cut? you know, to wrestle somebody and how far up are you willing to go to wrestle somebody when you say take on all the covers? I mean, you just have to be realistic. You know what I mean? Um, I think 27s is probably the lowest and 38s is the highest. That's some pretty big names there too. I mean, you look at, you know, who won, you know, I mean, within striking distance, you know, cause I mean, there's some girls that are saying, yeah, I'll go up, you know, you know, okay, well, you know, who won it at 27s, you know, okay, well, you know, is the 22 willing to come up? I mean, Zapata was an animal, you know, and, and but I don't know what her, her regular season looks like. You know, going up to 38s, I think that puts Macy Kilty on the map. And I mean, that, gosh, who wouldn't want to see that match, right? So, um, you know, that that that's pretty impressive, you know, when you say I'll wrestle anybody and, hey, I'll step up, you know, that, that'd that be pretty awesome. I, and I 100% and I believe you on that also. But, uh, okay, Josh, go ahead. Uh, my last question for you, Cheyenne, is uh, what was your Fargo experience like? I mean, you've been hearing about Fargo from, you know, older kids, you know, teammates, whatever. What what was that experience like for you? And what were one of your highlights that, you know, was was an awesome thing that experience for you? Um, it was it was fun. It was a fun experience. Um, I don't know. The thing I like probably like hanging out my friends and stuff and like getting to wrestle there was really fun and and what 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 could have made it like maybe better for you as an as an overall experience one thing um probably having my coach there and being able to talk to everybody just just with the fraternization no boys can talk to girls on opposite teams i got you mario Okay, um, so being that you, you know, we've already witnessed you run the game at uh, both folk style and freestyle this past year. Um, if USA Wrestling opened up a, a girls Greco division, would you participate in such an event? And what do you think? Uh, I would, because my coach is like a Greco, a really big Greco guy and stuff. And it would be fun. I would d definitely um, participate in it. Um, oh, you, just just a quick question for you. Uh, do you know who her coach is? Me? Yeah. Do you know? Do you Mario? Come do on. you know who her coach is? I I I know of him. I know of him. Okay. okay. Uh, you don't know him personally. Uh, uh, I uh, yeah. No. Sunkiss Open Champ. I I know probably Sunkiss was a, was before your time. You know, but uh, boy could bang. I'm just gonna say this, okay? Boy, boy Greco, Greco. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm, let's do it. Let's do it. We got girls that are ready to throw, man. You know me. I've I've been pushing for this for two years now already. You People heard it here first, Cheyenne Coleman. Sage Mortimer. 
wants to wrestle Greco. She does. <laughs> is willing. She does. All right, sorry, I I didn't mean to bring Coach into Cam. I apologize if you're around, but uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Cam got some Greco. I'm just gonna tell you right now, these coaches they got some chomps. Go ahead, you, go, go ahead and, and you two, Camillo, and uh, and you see some Greco. Okay, highlights. Okay, before there was Kamal Bay, there's Camillo. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. All right, anyhow, so um, so Cheyenne, um. We know that we've approached you about uh, January 19th at the Esperanza tournament. We're going to set up uh, a match, an invitational, uh, if not an invitational, rotational, so we can try to get a matchup for you and one of those big-name girls. So uh, don't think that we're sleeping on it. We're going to get somebody confirmed for you because you are the champ and you are willing to step it up and say, hey, let's see where I'm at. Um, now let's just wrap, uh, you know, wrap this up. I know you're busy. Um, your Fargo experience overall, you got that monkey off your back. You're just looking to get better. Um, for you right now, for a young girl coming in, um, maybe they're an eighth grader. They just want to get better before they get to high school season. Um, I know, uh, some people up in Santa Maria, the uh, Teresa Ramos had asked us on Facebook, what would you say for an eighth grade girl? Would you say that she should still continue to wrestle boys or do you think she should start trimming down now and wrestling only girls before her high school season? Um, I think she should practice with boys for sure. And I think, I think it's good for her to still wrestle boys. Josh, uh, one of your last questions, please. Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm really excited. You know, I was excited to see her come back and, and whoop up on Fargo. So, congratulations. Thanks for joining us, Cheyenne. Thank you. Yeah, same um, Same with me. I really don't have much else, but just uh, thank you for representing the state and, and bringing one home for us. And, um, you know, congratulations on bouncing back from world and, 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 you know, we're, we're happy to see you out there doing your thing. We're all cheering for you. Thank you. All righty. Hey, Cheyenne, thank you so much for, for making time for us. You know, we're a big, big, big fan of yours. I, I'm from Lamrata Whittier. So anybody in that Lamrata Whittier, La Habra area, we all know how deep that area is. Despite the fact that we've done it. We got Shy Bowman. We got Aaron Pico. We got the Valencia brothers, you know, Alex is just right there over the hill. Like everybody's around that area. So deep area that's I think slept on. So anyhow, thank you so much for representing the state, your team, your family, and our city. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Thanks, Jack. Bye. All right. All right, fellas. There we go. That's the champ right there, guys. Take a good look. You're going to see a lot of her. Yeah, just the beginning. All right. Anyhow, fellas. Okay, we're back. It's just us. So. Wow, no Valdivia today, man. Really? Yeah. Really? You know. Not that he contributed that much anyway. Come on now. Yeah. So. We're going to move. He did have a better background than you guys, though. Oh. Significant. I guess it depends who you ask. <laughs> so let's move on okay so we're gonna go feedback fellas. we're gonna go feedback so you know throughout the this time we've been asking people like what they think you know uh how we're doing if there's anything we could be doing better you know because we don't think we're perfect we don't we know we're not perfect so um some positive feedback 
um, Shai's mom, you know, and, and Shai's mom's known as we helped, uh, it was a group effort to get Shai to her first folk style national championship. Um, there was some hiccups. Uh, we're not going to say we're perfect on that. We, Soma Wrestling, uh, was the team she wrestled for. We got her some gear. We made sure that, or we tried to make sure she had a place to stay. Um, that got a little bumbled up. Uh, the rebels were transporting her out there. So it was like a team effort, you know, rebels are trying to transport her out there. They got there late stuff happened, you know, and people don't know this, but Cheyenne actually won her first, uh, Oklahoma national championship. And she got like three hours of sleep. They couldn't find the place or they, they, they got there late. They didn't want to wake anybody or something. And, and they ended up sleeping in the van. And then she came out and still just, she beat a world bronze medalist, majored her. She really did a good job, you know? So, you know, Rebels drove her. We gave her a team to wrestle for. Uh, I think it ended up uh, USA Wrestling gave her a place to stay at the end because they, they they knew some people. But Shy is really good. And and uh, some of our first feedback um, comes from Cheyenne's mom uh, on the topic she, she uh, on the on the podcast. But good topics. Thank you guys. The 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 lever one shows for Shy uh, appreciates it. She's my heart. Uh, just you know, good stuff. You know, overall. Uh, Rich Valdivia, how are you going to miss a match with one wrestler because <laughs> of our, our video? Um, we had some other people that were a little bit more critical. Um, you know, people upset about the background that we had on one of, uh, on probably Valdivia. Um, I mean, he's a comical guy, and I think people that know him understand it. He's just having fun. Uh, you know, stuff like that. People wondering how we're going to make a change, how we're going to make a difference. Like this podcast, I think you, we would all agree. If change occurs, that's great. We're just having an open dialogue about what we see, uh, what how we think things could be better. Not that we have all the answers. Definitely not putting anybody on blast. Um, I think I try to make sure that I only mention people in a positive light. If I have a discussion with somebody, if I, uh, you know, point out to something to somebody, I try to like make sure that I preface it with the idea that, um, you know, that it's it's good conversation. That's all, and that we're not trying to be derogatory towards anybody or anything. However. With that being said, um, you know, you just can't please everybody all the time, you know, and uh, I'm not one that likes to be bullied. I'm not one that uh, I don't think anybody likes to be bullied. I shouldn't say I'm not one, but Mario, I think you'd agree, right? You're not the kind of person that likes to likes to be bullied. Josh? Not, not at all. I think we're, as wrestlers, we have strong personalities. And I think that um, when we feel like we're being bullied, we have two options. We can, we can allow that or we can... Um, you know, make it known that, you know what, bullying is not going to be tolerated, you know, and we're not going to, we don't want this to be, we don't want this podcast to be slamming anybody. We don't want this po podcast to seem like a bitch session because it's not, you know, we aren't about uh, slamming anybody or anything like that. So I want to get this out of the way because I want to make it very clear that that bullying is not uh, appropriate. And I'm not going to say anybody's name. I'm just going to give you a little bit of the insight of what we're dealing with. Okay, because my daughter, my daughter, I posted up on Instagram, uh, on the on Instagram uh, story. Give us some topics or uh, or things you want us to talk about. And um, she asked, "Why do people dislike Somar when all you want to do is help?" I, I agree, that's what we're about. But I got a text message today from from somebody, uh, and obviously somebody that we deal with. Um, but it says, uh, "Hey, Richard, if you're gonna pull anything from, uh, please pull anything from social media and podcast with my name involved." Uh, podcast post actually anything you want to discuss uh, now or in the future involving me uh, I'll delete some stuff uh, mud flies in both directions don't want to have to do my own podcast uh, 
about your last trip to Fargo or clubs trips. I'd appreciate it if they came down. Now, listen. The worst thing that I could say about my clubs trips is just what I told you about the trip to Oklahoma with Cheyenne. And her mom has been nothing but gracious and understood everything that happened on that trip. And that's the end of it. I'm going to let it die there. Okay. Now, if somebody else wants to slander us because we're having a discussion, then you know what? I can't stop you. I can't stop you from that. And these men right here on the podcast with me are could have easily backed away and put their hands up and been like, hey, I don't want any part of this, you know, because they don't want to be caught in it because they also got text messages. All right. But for the time being, I just want this to be known. Okay. We aren't doing anything wrong. And if we are, please feel free to pick us, pick up the phone, email us, message us. You can get a hold of us in a million different ways, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Okay. But for now, I'm just going to leave it at that. We do not want to be bullied. And we will not allow ourselves to be bullied. All right. You guys have anything to say? Yeah. I, mean, I, I Honestly, I'm already bored with the subject and I'm sure everybody listening is bored with this as well. And I'm ready to move on. It's taken on as, enough of our time. But the, the truth is, is that, is that, us questioning the system and, and having questions about procedure, a lot of it's just because we don't know. And it's not us saying that this person in power is screwing up or this person. It's us, you know, if, if we really have a, a, a question and we don't know it, we're going to ask it online. Feel free to come online and answer it like a grown adult, you know, and that's and that's all I got to say about that. I, uh, uh, I'm not here to, to, to sit here and, and waste any more time. I prefer us talking about girls wrestling. We've got a good show today and let's just move on from the bullshit. Great. Josh, you good? Yeah, Mario said it well. I, I think that our main intent before we even agreed to put this thing together when Fargo was going on was let's highlight the girls that are wrestling in California, representing California. Let's highlight them, honor them, give them some notoriety that they don't normally get uh, in women's wrestling. It's a pretty thankless sport. Uh, the newspapers don't cover it. The news definitely doesn't cover it. Uh, you know, ESPN might cover it in a body issue, but it's basically not anything to do with wrestling. It has to do with, you know, a pretty face or a, a, ni a nice body. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on from the Emma haters then. All righty. Let's see here. Oh, uh, so on the docket today, first up, Josh, junior yes. wrap up, baby. Let's hear it. Junior wrap up. California juniors also. Uh, took the, the title, national title. I think it's our seventh straight. Um, we're, we're keep rolling through, kicking butt. Uh, we had one champion. I, I'm going to just do the stats first, and then I'll go through and uh, name them all. Uh, we had one champ, two seconds, three-fourths. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, four-thirds, uh, zero-fourths, three-fifths, six, uh, two, no, two sixth place, three seventh place and five eighths place, eighth places. Um, we kind of wrote, we were in, I think, uh, 200 pounds. I think we had first, second, third, and eighth, just off the top of my head. Um, hey, let's not Greg, let's not glance over that first, second, third, and eighth first, second, and third live about five miles apart. Like think about that. They live five miles apart. In you, know where gets, you know where it gets even crazier? What'd you say? First, second, third, and eighth, right? Mm -hmm. We also have the number one ranked girl in the country at 200 pounds, and she wasn't even there. You know what I mean? Think about how deep our state is right now at 200 pounds. You know, our heavyweights are loaded up. Yeah, and I know uh, Castillo's going to um, 
wrestle for Lee Miracle, right? He yeah. flew all the way out and signed her. So I, obviously we got some talent. If he's flying out to do the signing, that's a big grab. Yeah, you know it says a lot. And to be honest, I at a freestyle state, the battle between her and the third place girl. Oh my gosh! If anybody has track wrestling, can go back and watch that state match. Do yourself a favor. It went down to the line. Those girls were grinding. Um, yeah. So I I can't say enough about that. And at two hundred pounds, the our girl who took third, who's also from Monroe, who's that San San Fernando Valley um, area, she was up on the number one ranked girl in the country at at two hundred, and uh, I think she was up six nothing, six nothing. And then try to re uh, reverse headlock from the top, got a little loose, and the girl rolled on her and pinned her. Like, not coulda, shoulda, woulda, I know, but dang, that's impressive. All right, sorry, Josh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Um, okay, so the individuals that uh, we got were uh, at 100 pounds, we had Lizette Rodriguez placed third, and Pauline Granados placed sixth. Um, Granados, uh, that kid, seeing her come along, man, she it just, it's been a fun journey. You know, I think she's had some disappointments uh, even this season, but to see her get over that hump and get that AA for Carter High School and Coach Travis, I think that's awesome. Mario, what do you say about Lizette? You you, you had a lot to say about her uh, coming and in. And you know the 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 crazy thing is is from she's just a total different wrestler from last year to this year. She was, um, I mean, we knew who she was, but she wasn't on the map. And so all of a sudden she shows up. She makes the state finals. Now would she take third? Third at Fargo. I mean, every, everyone knows who she is now. She's no secret going into next and year. And she won Oklahoma, yeah. right? She won, yeah. And and so it's just um, – it just goes to show hard work because there was nothing – there was nothing uh, – uh, I don't want to say nothing special about her, but she was just a hardworking wrestler her freshman year. And then she comes back this year and is just astounding, off the wall, beating Wait, everyone, sophomore? you know? So it's just – She's a sophomore? I'm pretty sure she's a sophomore. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just like, she's going into her junior year. If, if I'm correct, she's I think be, you're right. going into a junior year. I've been wrong before. Not very often, but. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. All right. At uh one seventeen, uh, we had, uh, Aliyah Rollins, uh, maybe Aliyah Rollins, uh, fifth place, Samantha Berrigan, seventh place and Alicia Navarez, eighth place. Nice. Hey, Navarez uh, is legit too. That's another one to keep an eye on. That girl can scrap. She's out of where? So on the on the north coast, if my memory's right, Arroyo High School, okay. I think. And Once Roland, again, don't, don't kill me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think Rollins is she the Granada Hills girl? Birmingham? Well, the Bir Birmingham girl. Yeah, yeah, tough girl, man, tough. She's got a. I like her the way she wrestles for her body type. I I think is is just right. She's long, she shoots, and it, it's just right. It's just right. We, we took a loss to her, pretty close loss to her at State, but she just got better at Fargo, too. You can just see it. Jimmy's, Jimmy's doing great things out there. Uh, 27s, we had uh, Naya Gaines, who we talked about last podcast, take third place, and Mary Lopez uh, taking – oh, no, just Naya at 27s. Mary Lopez took uh, fifth at 132s. Okay. Where's Gaines from? Bear Creek High School. Mm. Yeah. Bassage, right? Bassage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well coached out there. Naya's as tough as they come, and she's she's getting better every time I see her wrestle. Okay. Uh, 38s, we had a finalist, Anya Drury, and uh, we also had an eighth 
a sixth place in Destiny Ling and an eighth place at uh, Dahlia Garibay. Deep weight class. So I'm super proud of Anya Guri. I super am. I mean, we're fortunate she represents Somar Select, but she's from Westminster High School. She's a loyal lion. There are lions out there. Um, you know, she came out at state, you know, taking second her freshman year, came out. Uh, I think she took a loss to Ling earlier in the year, uh, earlier in the, I think at your tournament, right, Josh? Your tournament? I think she took a loss to the. the well, to Ling. Is, is Ling the. Um, From uh, down south? Uh, yeah, Felix Charter. Felix. Yeah, yeah. Shred. Yeah. Just shred. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And then uh, came final. out of state. Yeah. And then Anya came out of state. It's kind of one sided. And then they went to Freestyle State and then got it back after winning um, Folkstyle Nationals. And then seeing both of them All-American. Uh, but Anya taking out uh, Caden Campbell, 8 nothing, and then pinning uh, in the semis. I think I think it kind of um, maybe took took out, took away some of that um, that shade that she had when she beat uh, Boyd at, um, at, in Irving, Texas. Uh, really showed that she was on the map. I mean, she was having a dominant performance throughout the tournament anyway. She's pinning her way through, but I think uh, that kind of put her on, put everybody on notice. Like, okay, wait, she actually, actually could wrestle. So um, I think that's that was that was good for Anya. I'm super proud of her. Um, you know, my daughter is super proud of her. I know that they work a lot together, uh, but super super happy for them and and the coaches out there at Westminster are doing a good job. Uh, continuing at 144, we had Emily Patnow, uh placing eighth. Okay. She's a Northern Cal girl, right, Mario? Yep, uh, Newark Memorial, and, and that girl is 100% legit. No joke. I mean, that's good. At, at that weight class, too, we have a San Diego section, a Southern section, and a Northern section. That shows a lot of depth throughout the state, not just in one area. At uh, 152, we had uh, Gianna Anaya placing seventh. Tiger. She's a San Fernando Tiger, dude. Anaya's been around for a while with Para. They've been on this on the circuit for a minute, and they, they put in a lot of work. Uh, Coach Arana and, and the whole staff out there. San Fernando has such a – has one of those admirable um, traditions, you know, where the whole community – you know, the, they have generations of Tigers there. You know what I'm saying? Like the parents went to San Fernando, their kids go to San Fernando and it's like the, the community's really good there. And then they do a, a really good job with their, uh, their nonprofit. They get the kids a lot of help out there. Oh man. If you've ever been to a kids club tournament, they show up with like 80 kids at a yeah. kids, uh, how they get, how they organize 80 kids to show up. And you know, they've got about a third of them are girls. Usually, I mean, little kids from five, six years old up to, you know, junior high, there's 80 kids. They, they'll fill a tournament up just on their own. And they're at every tournament you go to. You know, anytime you go out of the area, there's at least a handful of them sprinkled in there. And you're like, oh, okay, it's good to see them there. I see them everywhere, you know. Even someone like myself from the other side of the state, it's like, oh, man, I see these guys everywhere. Yeah, they do a great job. And they have really good community. Uh, Coach Jess, uh, I've, I've known Jess since I started coaching at Panorama. So it's been a while, uh, you know, about five years or so. But, um, you know, as a competitor, man, you, you don't want to be on their side of those guys, man. They are intense competitors. Uh, you know, going into the Tiger house, man, it's rough, you know, but they do a good job from the kids all the way up. They do a great job. They really do. So good job to those, you know, to Anaya out there. Uh, at 164, we have uh, Aaliyah Abushi. Aaliyah Abushi. Mm -hmm. 
and she got eighth place for us. Yeah, unfortunately, in the knockout round, she wrestled Journey Frazier. Oh, so frustrated because, I mean, it's great. I mean, you, you have two two California girls that are facing each other in the bubble round. Kind of stinks, but you got to look at it, too, of like, wow, they both made it that far. They're both All-American quality, you know, and especially when it's not a one-sided win, when it's actually, like, competitive. Because there's a couple times Frazier got behind, and Abuji, she should teach a class in core strength because she stayed up in quad pod and Frazier's a strong girl and she's explosive. She didn't move that rock of who she was just, you know, and I was just like, man, not even, like, she got there twice and couldn't score it. Impressive. Just we impressive. had, we had a couple uh, ones that I can remember where California is taking out California blood rounds at a hundred. Uh, Lizette took out Haley Ward. Um, Dude, Ward looked phenomenal. Did she not? Right. She, Great. I, I mean, it's she's kind of had some up and down performances, but she came out at Fargo, man, and she was holding position. Um, you know, there's a call there that maybe I think probably changed swayed the match a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, how she could have approached it and stuff like that. But man, Ward looked good. It was good to see Ward come out and have a performance that you kind of see wrestlers and you think like, oh yeah, that kid, they got something. You don't really see it. They like, oh man, I guess I just I was wrong or something. But then she comes out and has a performance like that. You're like, yes, that's it. And the great thing is she got to All-American as a cadet, too. So it's not like she walked away and that was the blood around and, you know, game over. So she did get to All-American once. So that was awesome. You, what do you think? Do you think that that plays a role, too, in how a kid performs? On, on, in the, I mean, when they do cadets and they do juniors and they All-American as cadet, they come in with a little bit more of a, a confidence, a little more chip on their shoulder because they yeah. know, hey, I'm an All-American. Yeah. And especially in the same tournament, you get that nerves out. Okay, I'm done wrestling now. We're just at a regular tournament. Yeah. They might be a little older. They might be a little tougher, supposedly. But a lot of times, you know, these these cadets will do better at juniors than they do, they will cadet. Yeah. Well, especially if they if they do well at cadet and they all American, I think they kind of get that they get that monkey off their back. So they come out juniors, guns blazing, like cool, man. I've I've already all American. What's the worst that can happen here? I still go home and all American. And that's when you see a lot of the uh, a lot of the growth show when these girls are out here trying new stuff, going after these high level girls. That it's like you know what? I got nothing to lose right now. You know. So I think it's I think it's pretty cool to watch the cadets out there with the juniors giving it their all. Awesome. All right. Definitely. Go ahead. Uh, continuing uh, at 180, we had uh, Emily Sandoval placed fifth and America Lopez placed seventh. America's another one of those young up-and-comers. I think she's a freshman this year. And I, I heard about her last year because we were just, you know, kind of talking about tough girls coming in, heavyweight, stuff like that, and talking about how to fill up the select team this year and, and who we wanted to try to work with. But Brian Peterson's out there in Valencia High School. And what Peterson's doing out there is really big. It's really big because Valencia area by Magic Mountain really hasn't had a lot of wrestling. It's been kind of forgotten. And Peterson's gone out there and started the whole program all over again and just doing good things. You see him yeah. a lot. Chance Rich on the boys' side that he did a really good job with. Yeah. Yeah. Chance. Yeah. Chance. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, at 200, that's where we had the log jam for real. Uh, we had Alex Castillo wrestling Adelina Parra in the finals. Uh, Alex coming out victorious in that one. Um, Alina getting second. And then we had uh, third place. Angela Buena Nostro uh, got third place. And uh, Juliana Bali placing eighth at 200. So four, I mean, four out of eight were gotten pretty good there yeah yeah uh, we talked about definitely that came through with the 200 pound weight class congratulations ladies that was that was uh impressive 
And how many? And look at those two. And there's there's two coming back next year. You know, with uh, the two and three coming back next year. You know, so man, and they had a they had a great sem. Did you see the semifinals match? They uh, they're going at it, and uh, and uh, uh, Bonestoro had a had a had a lead, and then Parra came back out. You know, got those under over. <laughs> Talk about Greco. It's like that they're so offensive. You know, they're going out there and they're trying to they're trying to throw each other. I, I like it. It wasn't boring matches at all. No, just Mario's Greco just over under. Yes. <laughs> All right. Then who do we got bringing it up? Uh, at heavyweights, we had uh, Christina uh, Santoyo placing third at 225. So I call it heavyweight. It's not yeah. you know, it's the heaviest weight the girls have. So yeah. She's, dude, have you ever met these girls, the, the, the girls from Monroe High School out there in the Valley? Yeah, I have. Love those kids, man. When they first got in there, I told uh, Ramirez, Coach Ramirez, I go, dude, these girls are hilarious. They are awesome. If they stick with it, because they're, they're both strong as bulls, they and they, are, they but they're sweethearts. And you see them, and they're goofy. You know, and it's it's funny. And he's always he's always photoshopping them into pictures. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, it is it when when we won the the junior state title, they were under Somar, and uh, <laughs> she wasn't there. She had left early. Like after she got her medal, she had to go, and he hit he photoshopped her head. And it looks so good. I was like, gosh, he's getting way too good at that. He uses that notepad on his, on his phone, the, the note stylus, really good. So, um, all right. So with that being said, let's get into some discussion about it. Um, the way that Fargo set up, all right, the current display right now, does it display which team is the best or merely which team has the most girls? When you look at it, um, California took uh, 66 girls. Washington, who took second place, took 35 girls what do you guys think about maybe and i mean it, it sounds weird that we're even going to debate this because um you don't want to you don't want to sound like you're cutting back opportunities for girls but in a situation with fargo when it's supposed to be the premier event the creme de la creme all right should we be taking maybe just the top two and letting them score what do you think I think that we should take as many as USA Wrestling will let each state take. Um, it just gives the opportunity for um, somebody like, especially when like a kid uh, makes the state tournament for the first year, they might go 0-2, but they've gotten those that monkey off their back. So next year, especially if they're underclassmen, they come, they say, I've already been here. I, I know this. I know where to go to weigh-ins. I know where, you know, on deck uh, staging is. I know all the little things that, might calm their nerves. Um, I think we take as many as as uh, are allowed to take. Uh, it just gives more opportunity uh, for girls. If other states can't fill that, that's on them. That's not. They'll punish us because they can't fill their brackets and they don't have enough participation. You know, I think uh, I think a good way to get the get the best of both worlds is because I agree with uh, actually both of you in this regard. Um, we do want to have a true national championship and gauge who has the best wrestlers, not who has the most wrestlers. But at the same time, we are all about growing women's wrestling and we want the most growth possible. So I propose something like this where you can bring as many as you want, like we have set up right now, or, you know, X amount allotted for each state or whatever. Don't change the number of girls we're bringing, but only score your top two per weight class. So your top two girls in this weight class score X amount of points. That's how many points you score. Cause then we're actually gauging who has the better wrestlers, not who has more wrestlers. Now, however, I, you see it's a slippery slope then because now what are we going to get into the boys too? Um, you know, Illinois comes deep every year with their boys wrestling Greco and freestyle and they run away with it every year. So 
I know we're just kind of a uh, uh, we're kind of wishing on a star out here, but in in, in my opinion, that'd be a perfect world. Um, keep the number that the states get, but only score your top two per weight class, and then we get a true idea of who has the the best wrestlers, not the most wrestlers. In that scenario, though, Mario, Texas and Wisconsin would have beat us because they both had two champs. And, well, you know and- what? You know what? Congratulations, Texas and Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing too. Is because my, I mean. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I actually think Mario's um, proposal is probably the best, the one that I agree with the most. But on the other side of it too is, and Rob Valario said this, Fargo's not for everybody, you know? And if you want the premier event, I mean, what, what's to prevent us from saying, okay, well, why does every girl go to state then? And we just pick, we'll just find the best ones. You know, I mean, it just doesn't, you know, I, I would like Fargo to go back to the way it was, where it was like, okay, your best against my best. And let's, you know, and, Make it easier for the coaches to say, hey, look, we don't got to worry about worry about 66 girls. You got to worry about, you know, 24 girls, you know, or whatever, 28 girls and just go out there and hammer, you know, and you can go to all the other. I mean, there's how many national tournaments these days? Everybody's a national champ, but, at you know, whatever. So but I think, Mario, yeah, you probably that's probably the best balance because, yeah, you don't want to. I mean, it, there's something to be said, too, for somebody who goes on a run. I mean. I don't know what Haley took at Freestyle State, but let's just use Haley as an example. You know, if she took a third, you know, and she goes on this run that she did at Fargo, you know, where she's an All-American, almost a double All-American, you know, maybe we'll miss some of those. So, yeah, I think maybe Mario's, I can get on Mario's proposal probably the most with that one. But um, <coughs> with that being said, though, 66 girls, you got to look at, um, we've been doing this for a while, you know, taking this, this big number of girls and, um, pushing them out there and trying to balance the idea of who's going to coach them. Now, typically I think in a regular high school setting, it's easier to balance girls because you have a 45 minute rule. You have only so many, you know, so many girls on your team that you have in the tournament. You have 14 girls. One coach can do 14 girls because there's only so many. They can't wrestle when they don't have a coach in the corner, those kinds of things. At Fargo, that's not the place. Fargo, it's boom, 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 boom. You can wrestle every 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're trying to get you going. I don't know about 10 minutes, but I'm just being, uh, you're just saying it. But um, but you don't have a time limit. They can go and they can go and they can go. And you have six coaches with 66 girls and they're running around with, they can chicken with their head cut off. And we've had two instances where girls got concussions and were pulled. Uh, one of them actually was really bad. If you saw Jasmine Clark, she went off the platform onto the ground, no coach in the corner, uh, I believe life, Life coach, life university coach was there, uh, got somebody to get somebody. Another one was Alina Gomez, you know, hit her head. Now, not saying it's the coach's fault because those injuries could happen either way. Not saying that. But I think that they're, for me personally, if, you know, somebody asked me, like, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I think personally, I don't think it would hurt to have more coaches. Maybe five kids to every one coach. I mean, Mario brought it up Hawaii. Hawaii brought up. You know, hey, if you have a bronze card coach, you can come out and you can you can um, you can coach kids. And I don't think every coach who had a kid flew out. You know, and I don't think that would be the same thing either. If um, you know, one of the if, if Westminster can't make it, then hey, Somar's going. So if Los Alamitos can't make it, okay, you know, Somar's going. You know, like because their girls wrestle on the club. So I don't think it's every coach is going to go out there. But I do think we should have something where, you know, okay, a criteria set where if coach we want to add coaches. This is how we're going to do it, you know. And for me, I think step one would be like, okay, if you're a coach who has more than one girl on the Fargo team, you should definitely have an ability to be able to be there, 
because you already have a relationship with these girls. So if the girls got off the bus and you had 11, 66 girls, you know, you have 15 coaches or whatever, let's say five, five coaches, 12 coaches. Okay. They're holding signs above their head. Okay. Those five girls go to that coach. That coach is responsible for those girls watching them during the workouts, learning their tendencies. They'll be the corner coach and you don't have them be in, in line. You spread it out of 94 pounder or 116 pounder or 138 pounder. So they're not all going to be at wrestling at the same time. And you can, you know, you can learn their tendencies while they're there and you can be in their corner when it's time to have to, for them to have somebody and you're, you're good. You're covered. What do you guys think? I, I definitely, I definitely like, you know, like I've stated before, I think that the more qualified coaches that are willing to go, the better. Um, I know the boys side, they have quite a few more coaches and they're still shorthanded on coaching. Um, I, you know, I think there was 12, 14 official coaches, maybe something like that I saw in the picture. And then you got a bunch of volunteer volunteers that came, uh, that kind of help work tables and help coach as needed. Um, so I, I think that definitely more coaches can always help. And just like, you know, I think we all are on the same page. A coach isn't going to prevent an injury. A coach can just be there to help explain to a parent that's watching on track, uh, on flow, sorry, not track. Um, you know, yeah, I was there. This is what happened. And, and maybe put a parent a little more at ease than uh, they're watching on, you know, flow and uh, their kids on the mat and there's nobody to be seen. And it's no fault of anybody. We're like, again, we're not placing any blame on anybody. They couldn't have prevented, you know, any sort of injury. Um, it, it's just more of the, the ease and comfortability of, that a parent feels, you know, with a little more know more bodies there to coach it, it helps everybody it eases the burden on the other coach the five six coaches that are there uh that they're not they're, they have to be i've been you know to plenty of trips where i'm coaching multiple kids and i feel stressed like oh i got this kid okay this kid's got it he's got this match in the back i gotta go start this other kid that might need help too yeah yeah well just just like i said on the last show you know um if I said I've never missed a match, I would be lying. You know, as, as a coach that brought 36 girls to Oklahoma, um, you know, it, it happens. There's times where even if you've got two or three girls, sometimes luck just happens and, and they're on the opposite side of the gym at the same time. So that, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, you know, shame these guys, shame those guys. But the other uh, on the other end of that, coming from a consumer's point of view, if I was a parent who dropped the $1,200 and sent my child to Fargo and my child got thrown off that table and there was no coach in their corner – I would probably be a little upset too. So I, I, I guess I can empathize on both sides of it. Um, thank goodness Ashby Sword was there to, uh, to, to get to Jasmine right away and, and, and hopefully get her, get her the trainer or whatever the situation may be. Um, but I do think that the, uh, the option to, to bring your own coach, it really hurts nobody. You know, it, it hurts nobody and it, helps the state by, by alleviating situations like this, where you have girls wrestling without a coach in their corner. Yeah. Cause well, I think too, I mean, it's, you're not having to pay for those coaches and they're already background checked. They've already been cleared. Everything's fine. There's already a rep, uh, you know, a report growing on with them. I don't see anything, you know, I don't think anybody has too much of an ego to say that it's a bad idea. I mean, Hawaii has shown I mean, that truthfully it's, it's like this. I would rather some Johnny come lately than an empty chair. No, I, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred because when you see, I mean, I I've been on that side. I've seen my daughter 
injured, you know, she went to Fargo injured and her injury, you know, was even worse. And, and even though, you know, she's injured, you don't know how bad if it got worse, you don't know. And then when you're, you're trying to call somebody and these coaches are busy, you know, I mean, I was lucky to be at the era with my daughter when uh, Diane George was running everything because Diane George was the women's director and, you know, Marcy, you know, Julie Gonzalez, all these other women were the coaches. And so they coached Diane George took care of all the other stuff. So she was the one calling me saying, Hey, Ramos, don't worry about it. I got her. And just really put me at ease, you know, the talking with, you know, uh, some of the girls, some of the parents, you know, they, they couldn't, they didn't know what was going on, you know, and, and that's a hard thing, you know, and, and it's, and they're busy. I get it. The coaches are busy, stuff like that. But I think the injury, you know, takes priority in informing the parents is definitely a priority, you know, because those are our babies. <laughs> I mean, whether they like to hear it or not, they are, you know? So Josh, how did you feel? I mean, your daughter was injured, Josh. I mean, did, did how was it handled? Did you, did you get a call? Who'd you get a call from? How long was the call? Stuff like that. Uh, I was working so for upcoming match and then all of a sudden it's, gone and i see injury default so i'm frantically calling my wife what's going on and while she's not answering my call uh on the phone with the doctors that uh were uh handling my daughter's injury and so she ended up going to the emergency room nothing wrestling related it was more of a ongoing health thing she's had since last year and couldn't go to fargo because of it uh she went to the hospital got some quick ivs uh she was a little dehydrated didn't cut weight but still was dehydrated and uh Came back, she's feeling a little better now and uh, getting back into it. Good. We're happy she's doing better. That's for sure. So that's a scary thing. Um, okay. So moving on. Um, senior send-offs. All right. What we're doing here is basically we're not going to overlook anybody. We're not trying to overlook anybody. This is merely um, Fargo for the most for most seasons is the end of the year. You know, and it and it's it used to be like the last tournament before the high school season starts up again. So people, but the rest of the season seem to be extending. They seem to be like there's. I see tournaments in August now. I'm like, holy smokes, never saw that before. Um, but basically, these are you know several um, wrestlers that are graduating, have finished out their career now, and we can honestly say like, you know, we're gonna kind of miss seeing those people out there. So I'll go first, and I'll say. Uh, First for me, uh, and, and in no particular order, uh, maybe weight class or something, I don't know, but I will say um, Angelina Gomez. Angelina Gomez came in from Texas after taking third. Uh, she took second in Fargo. Uh, she came to, uh, she won uh, Texas State the next year, took second in Fargo again, came out to California, won a state title here, took third in Fargo, and then... Uh, one state again this year as a senior and unfortunately uh, didn't place this year. But my understanding was that she had some injuries. Uh, she had got a concussion while in uh, Oklahoma, kind of affected her performance over in Irving and then uh, had an AC, I think, separation or something like that. Um, and she was battling that off the map for six to eight weeks going up to Fargo. Uh, was still I was still surprised she still made the weight knowing that she was going to be off the mat that long. So, But good kid, just a good kid, good family. Uh, you know, did a lot for Northview uh, on, and their success. So that's my, my first one. Josh, what do you got? Uh, my first one, no particular order, is um, Kaylin Cardenas. She's always, you know, smiley girl, you know, super um, great kid, uh, working hard. That first time I kind of, I mean, I've seen her wrestle before, and then uh, my daughter – 
went to a couple practices um, with her. And, you know, she's out hustling, uh, selling these caramel candy apples to pay for her national trips. I mean, you know, it's, she wasn't just asking mom and dad for a handout or GoFundMe. I mean, there's nothing wrong with GoFundMe's, but when somebody's willing to work a little for it, it just, you know, adds a little uh, like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Heck yeah, I want one of those. Um, just a great girl. Uh, ended up, you know, making the state finals this year, losing to Gracie. Um, you know, she was, you know, you know, uh, going on to wrestle at Emmanuel with Angelina Gomez, a uh, whole bunch of, they got a bunch of California girls over at Emmanuel this year. Which recruiting class, doesn't he? I think, I think my next two are going to Emmanuel too. So uh, Mario. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's why we have Link out every year for the combine, the college combine. Because he, he just puts in the work and, and he got himself a good solid class. He got Padilla also, right? Yeah, that's my next one. Don't take her. Yeah, so, yeah I won't take it. No, no. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Mario. Okay, so so first off, I want to say that, um, you know, it'd be really easy to just choose, you know, the four highest placers that I know or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm these four seniors that I'm choosing in no particular order um, are all girls that 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 I know personally and that that are awesome people and that I feel that they deserve to get recognized. Um, so um, my first one is going to be um, Trinity Ordinia. Um, she's great people. Her mom's great people. Um, she's one of the Swamp Monster team moms. Um, but the girl uh, moved up here from San Diego. She's a four-time state qualifier, which, you know, I don't know how many girls can say that. Um, an amazing wrestler. We brought her to Idaho this year, and she's out there wrestling on one shoulder, and we're in duels, and I don't want to have to put her out there, but I'm like, girl, we need a pin. And she goes out there and puts a girl on her head, gets our five points, comes back in the corner like, I got you, coach. And so I, I, as a coach, you know what I mean? I, could, I, I wish I had 100 trinities, to be honest with you. So um, the girl's like family to me, and I am really going to miss not seeing her on the circuit next year. Nice. She going to school anywhere that you know of, Mario? She's going to Tiffin University. I'm glad you asked that. They're in their their inaugural season for Coach Gad, and uh, she's in good hands out there. And I expect her to do great things at 109 pounds. Nice. All right, my next one, my next one, and like I said, again, in no particular order. Um, I'm kind of struggling here not to go in order. Ah, I'll go with it. Screw it. So uh, my girl Desiree Estrada. Um, Desiree. Um, Went one and two in state her junior year. Uh, not the most athletic kid, for sure. Uh, her coach, Brian Jernigan, uh, was like, hey, you know, I got this girl. And and he did a great job of, like, keeping her in, keeping her focused. Um, you know, her family ended up moving her senior year. And uh, it was just one of those things where he's like, it's her senior year. You can't take her away. So uh, we started working right after uh, high school season last year, worked through the summer. She sacrificed not being with her family, made a whole lot of sacrifices, uh, went from being one and two at state. Uh, and honestly, she she could have ran. She could have ran. She had wins over Caitlin Cardenas, uh, took a loss to Caitlin after. Uh, but, I mean, the kid was willing to, to take matches. I mean, Jimmy Bowers called me. He's like, Ramos, uh, what weight is, uh, is uh, Strata going for our tournament? And I said, well, she's actually in Mexico. Jimmy, I don't, I, you know, she's not, I don't think she's going to make it. We're going to be there with some other girls. Well, oh, man, we really wanted that. And I was like, well, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give her a call. So I called her when she was in Mexico. She stepped up, cut her trip short, even though she hadn't seen her family in forever and uh, got back up here, 
made the way, made all the way to the finals. And I guess she had a little too many tortas or something, but just you know, doing some takedowns in the first period, looking good. And then Cardenas caught her with just a beautiful lat drop and then threw those legs in. But, you know, after that, it was just like, okay, you know what? You did a great job. You got, you, you got a good win, took a hard loss. And she just turned that into a positive. And she ran through, took second in her regionals to Cheyenne Bowman, took second in our in our Masters, our state qualifier to Bowman, and then goes on a run at state. A girl who, like I said, was one and two at state the year before, goes in and makes the finals at state this year against Bowman. And, you know, just if you just can't help but wonder if that buzzsaw just wasn't in front of you. You know, like I said, when, when she has quality wins over, over Cardenas and and some other girls, it's just, you know, it's it's really good to see and for somebody to work that hard. And she's going to be wrestling at Jamestown next year, uh, which is huge. It's it's big for her. It's big for her family. It's big for Coach Jernigan and the whole Cerritos team. So uh, we're going to miss you, Desiree Estrada. Mario or uh, Josh? Uh, like I said, uh, my next one is Julia Padilla. She's just a fun girl, um, you know, always poking, making jokes having fun. She kind of feels she's the black sheep of the family because uh, she's the the least accomplished of the wrestling. Well, if you're in that Padilla family, uh, you know, they, yeah, everyone else is a national champ. If you're not a national champ, you're like, you know, nothing. But, you know, she... she Pat Smith of the Padilla family, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you, when, when you're only in the finals of nationals and you're not winning it, you don't get to eat, you know, an extra helping or something. I don't know. Uh, but she's all you know a great girl um you know super fun to be around it can can have that balance of fun and then when it's time to put her toe on the line she's out there and you know she's gonna bring it um she's not afraid to brawl um the one thing i really enjoyed watching her you know she'll, she'll brawl with anybody she's not afraid of anybody she'll she'll step it up she'll wrestle tough northview girl um she's also going to emmanuel uh play second in state uh you know, just an all-around great girl. Wish her luck. Yeah. Mario. Um, before I get too far into this, and I don't want to sound dumb, um, Brittany David is the coach at Lindenwood, right? No longer. No longer, but previous, up until previous. just recent? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that, that leads me to my next, uh, my next girl. Um, I coached her at uh, Elk Grove High School last year. Um, she actually transferred in there her senior year because her little brother has, was going there. Um, it's kind of weird. They had, they had their two kids at separate schools. So, um, uh, Audrey Elgarico, um, brought over from, uh, Franklin high school the previous year, um, and qualified for state tournament. Um, gosh, I want to say two times, maybe, yeah, maybe three times previous. Um, but as tough as they come, you know, anytime you transfer into a new school, it's difficult to learn a new system, especially when it's your senior year. You know, um, you've got to sit the first 30 days. Um, her first tournament coming back was the Napa Valley Championship. And if my memory's correct, she walked out with third place. Um, so it was it was really awesome to be able to coach her this year. I can't sit here and say that I've coached her all four years, but I did watch her grow from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And um, she ended up taking fourth place in state, um, knocking off some big girls on the way, was Elk Grove High School's first Masters champion. Um, just a fantastic season overall. I'm super proud of her. Um, comes from a great family. Um, uh, mom and dad, fantastic family. Um, 
I can't say enough good things about her. I'm gonna I'm gonna really miss her next year. Um, she is going to Lindenwood. That's why I asked. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see many good things in the future from uh, Audrey El Greco. Nice. All right, my next one. Um, my next one is somebody that um, honestly had undeservingly had their season cut short, and it was just a matter of circumstance. It wasn't that the kid wasn't training. It wasn't that, you know, the coaches weren't coaching. It was just the system here in Southern California is a little bit weird, but uh, Journey Frazier. Journey Frazier um, had her season cut short. Um, a lot of political stuff went on uh, in terms of, like, how they handled the situation. But um, neither here nor there. Journey didn't get to finish her season, senior senior year despite placing at Napa, um, you know, and really showing a lot of promise, working her butt off all year. And then uh, came back after the, the regular season and was like, I didn't get to wrestle in state. Something's got to give. And so she went out and she ended up uh, being an All-American in Oklahoma and then uh, was close to being an All-American at UWW's. And then was a match away from being an All-American in Fargo. So just a tough girl, but she always brought it. She always, you know, was going to be just banging with you and super strong. You know, just it was always fun to watch Journey out there. And and being able to see her be, get that All-American after being having her season cut short, it was like, it was just good. It was good to see that that kid got that opportunity. So, Josh? Uh, my next one is uh, Suhei Seha out of uh, Corona High School. She's kind of a, you know, quiet girl. You love us. <laughs> you know, quiet, quiet girl, hard worker, um, always, you know, super strong. I mean, she gets on top. She's going to do damage to you. Um, I, I, just what I really remember, uh, both her junior year and, uh, sorry about that, both her junior year and uh, at Nationals this year, I believe, I mean, she was so hurt that you would think, as her junior year at Masters, she was so hurt, like, she couldn't walk. But she goes and, you know, wrestles through, qualifies for state, places in state. Um, you know, and then this year, I think she was really banged up at, at Oklahoma and I think still All-American, too. Just a, you know, hard worker. Um, she's also going to Tiffin um, in that got recruited out there. So I just, just a good girl, local girl, right? You know, I always try to follow, you know, all the girls around where I live. And was she originally signed with life? I believe so. And okay. I don't know if she was signed or just maybe verbal, something like that. And then now she's going to tip him. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just curious. That's all. I'm not just, I, I thought I signed, saw her signing, but okay. No, it's, it's anytime they go off to the next level, dude, I'm, I'm always happy about that. Yeah. I always want that extra level. All right. Uh, Mario, next. All right. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> these last two are, are dang near like family to me. Um, I guess you could say like daughters, but that makes me feel old. So I'd like to say they're more like sisters. You know what I mean? Um, um, this one was, was one of the original Swamp Monsters. Um, the girl would go. She went on our very first trip to Idaho when we only brought six girls. Uh, she went on on a trip with me to uh, Rocky Mountain Nationals last year when I only brought three girls. Um, the girl's a three-time state qualifier. Um, she's also going to Lindenwood University. It's funny we have two Tifton and two Lindenwood already in the mix here. Um, and uh, that is Adrian, a.k.a. Pika Dominguez. 
And um, I can't say enough about this girl. She is hard-nosed. She is tough. You can put her out there in a fight against anybody and know that she's going to give it everything she got. Um, she, I, I can't say enough about her. Um, and it's funny because you see all these things that they have in common. Great family. You know what I mean? Pika's mom, super supportive. Anytime we needed to take her anywhere, Pika's mom's like, cool, sign her up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go do our thing. So um, when we went to Rocky Mountain National, Pika won the national title, came back with a fat belt. Um, was super impressive. So um, American Canyon High School this year, and um, she will be at Lindenwood next year. And uh, I'm going to miss her on the circuit, but I'm excited to follow her college career. Nice. All right, my next one um, is going to be uh, a girl who uh, she wrestled at the, the next school right next to us. She was Artesia High School, literally two miles from Cerritos. She's in our league. Uh, every time you saw her, she had a brace on. I'm like, God, this girl's broken all the time. Jeez. But then you saw her wrestle, and you don't know, you don't wonder why. The girl would bang, you know. And uh, like I said, I, I, I like her a lot. She ended up being on the select team. Uh, she had an All-American after placing uh, at High School State, All-American um, for us at, at Oklahoma, uh, missed it in, in UWW, but uh, Daisy Daisy Garcia is another one that uh, you, you saw her go out there, dude, and she, sweetheart, you see her on Instagram, you see her off the match, always smiling, and then you see her get in there, and she's not afraid to get in there and bang, you know, and, and give it what she had, you know, and, and seeing her just tough it out you know some of those matches she's she's really you know digging deep grinding it out and she's just you know she, she got her she got her all-american and that was that was really cool to see so daisy's daisy's from artesia high school is one that i'm gonna like miss seeing next year so um for since rich couldn't make it today i'll i'll take uh two central section girls since he stole uh, i was gonna do angie gomez also my daughter happened to draw her first round of our masters um so i'm gonna i'm gonna put two together and unfortunately they've been lumped together for four years uh that's gracie and aleda you know gracie figueroa aleda martinez uh i think it's gonna be sad to see them go but exciting to see them move on to the next level and the world level and you know they're already going competing everywhere and doing big things uh i think there's probably some excitement from a lot of people too to see those weight classes open up um you know, pretty much for the last four years, everyone has kind of said, oh, better go a different weight class if you want to win state, um, you know. Uh, so to see them, you know, they've had both amazing high school careers. Gracie going undefeated in high school, you know, in the state is awesome. Aleda, I don't think she was undefeated, but she was a four-time state champ. Um, you know, just awesome, you know. Excited to see them move on to the next level. Both great girls, really nice. Um, you know, nothing but the best for them. Nice. Mario, and, uh, last one? They're both going to Menlo, so I get to lump them together, you know, anyway, because they're going to the same college. Same college makes it easy, huh? Exactly. All right. All right, last one. Oh, man, this last one. This one, uh, this one comes close to home. Um, yeah, just another one that's is just like family, like relative. We fight like family. She's stubborn like one of my own daughters. Um, and that's going to be your two-time state champion, Candice Corleho. Um, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, first time Candice traveled on a trip with us was back on our, on our first trip to Idaho when I brought Pika, and there was just six girls. 
and uh, we went out there and, and, and handled business. And um, ever since then, every major trip we went on, Candace has just been a hitter. She's been one that I could always count on. Hey, Candace, I need you to handle this. Candace goes out there and handles this. Um, she had I remember- a wonderful singlet last year, by the way, at Pocatello. Not this year. Last year, she had a wonderful singlet at Pocatello. I saw it. That thing was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> even, uh, even last year at uh, Association Duels when, um, you know, that was a heck of a lineup from the Central Valley and, and the Coastal Mountain team was stacked. And uh, she really took that leadership role on the team, not just winning matches, but but taking the other young freshmen like my daughter under her wing and and really leading the way. And that that was one of the days I realized that that she was more than just a wrestler. The girl the girl had uh, had leadership abilities. Um, she's going to Wayland Baptist University next year. Um, there's a bright future in front of her. I remember. Um, on just about all the dual teams, man, when, when, whenever the matches would get close and she was coming up and she'd walk up and I'd look at her, I'd be like, Candace, she'd be like, yeah, I'd look at her, I'd be like, I need a pin here. And, uh, it got to the point to where she'd start walking up to me and I'd be like, Candace. And she'd be like, let me guess, coach, you need a pin here. You know what I'm saying? It was just, she, she, she's one of those hitters, you know? So, um, I'm definitely going to miss not just watching her, but I'm going to miss her being around. Um, it's it's like sending out one of my own daughters. So Candice Corleo, we're we're cheering for you, and I uh, can't wait to follow your career the next four years. Nice. All righty, fellas. Well, I think everybody's done listening to us flapper gums. Um, any parting shots, Josh? No, great great job for cadets and juniors uh, representing the state. Um, thanks for all the volunteers that went and you know coached our daughters uh, or trainers uh doctors that all 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 took part um some of the boys coaches that came and helped the girls um it it, it was great i'm glad to see that you know california represented so uh, appreciate it uh good luck hopefully uh we can keep that fire going and, and get that next group of girls to keep competing and representing california nationally and internationally yeah mario yeah, that's it. Just job job well done, California. It's nice to bring home the hardware in both divisions. We get to walk around for another year saying, hey, we are we are the double champs. Um great job. I've got I've got nothing else to say beyond that. You know, great job, wrestlers. And um can't wait for this high school season to get started. I know. I mean I can't imagine I can't remember another time I've been so pumped up about uh the season coming up and it just the young hitters that are coming in, which will be a future podcast. Uh People moving around, you know, with the new rules and stuff like that. Pretty interesting things that are going to be coming up for us on the podcast. Anyhow, um, just want to say thank you to everybody who's been starting to continue to push us. Um, I'm happy to hear the girls uh, like that they're that we have that we're doing what we're doing. That they're uh, excited to hear their names on the podcast. Uh, seeing the likes grow. Um, and again, without you girls wrestling out there kicking ass, there is no podcast. So y'all keep doing you, and we'll keep. We'll keep giving you the recognition you deserve because you do deserve it. And also, too, if you guys can just push this podcast, have people listen to it. Please ask them to like it, share it, do all that stuff. We want this to grow. We, I mean, the more you know, views we get, the more likes we get, the more we could go to companies and say, hey, look, you need to invest in girls wrestling because obviously, look, we have an audience. You know, don't you need customers? And that's the kind of thing that we want. Uh, we're doing this just you know, guys cutting time out of their day away from their families to get it done. And one more thing, if anybody under any circumstances feels like we have been derogatory 
defamed you, whatever, put out misinformation. We are not going to say we're perfect. We're not going to say we know everything. We're going to say, you know what? Let us know. And you're more than welcome to take time up on the podcast, correct us, scold us, do whatever you need to do. But we're trying our best to just do something that nobody else has done. This is an open forum. You know, if you really disagree with something that, that we say or you have the answer to a question that we've posed, I'm genuinely asking these questions because I don't know the answer. So feel free to hop on here. Correct us. Point us in the right direction. This is an open invitation. We're not here to ridicule anyone. So, you know, um, hopefully we hear back from some of you folks. All right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I'm going to play us out with our music. Uh, again, That's number three. Number three in the books. Alrighty. See you for number four. <laughs>